Hey, it's Heidi Rain. Welcome back for another episode of Addiction and Codependency Breakthrough. I am so glad that you're here. Blame is the topic that we're going to talk about today. And, you know, there's probably nothing more frustrating than when an addict or alcoholic blames you for their use. And there's probably a part of you inside that knows that you are not responsible. However, there's also probably a tiny piece of you that actually thinks that you have that much power. And maybe you are a little responsible when they go off the deep end or do that thing you don't want them to do. And I want to break that down today and talk about how we can remove ourselves from the concept or idea that we are to blame or that anybody else is to blame either. Now, if you're new here, I want to take a minute and say, welcome home. I'm so glad that you found me. And if you want resources to be able to navigate your way through dealing with another's addiction, then I have you covered over at HeidiRain.com. The first step is you can take a test over there, personality test that I created to see if you are in fact codependent with your loved one in this relationship. And then we can start to work on how to break free from those codependent behaviors. Blame is a form of codependency, believe it or not, right? So I want to talk to you today. Go to HeidiRain.com if I didn't say that already. Look at the resources we have over there. Blame is, I mean, it's rampant in our culture. We're, we are, we're a blame-placing society. We want to point the finger at everybody else instead of take full accountability and responsibility for our own lives. Why? It's a lot more comfortable and convenient to do that than to actually assume 100% responsibility for our own lives. But the truth is, any great transformational program or personal development plan or coaching thing is going to teach you that the very first step to anything is taking 100% responsibility and accountability for your own success, for your own situation. Now, that's really hard to do, especially if you grew up in a traumatic situation. Lots of addicts and alcoholics will say, I am the way I am because of the way I grew up or these things that happened to me. And here's what I want to clear up right now. You might be inclined to get on that blame train with your loved one. And I am going to talk about when they blame you, but I want to take it off of you so you can see it in another perspective first. When the addict or alcoholic blames what's happened to them, you're sitting down with them. You're telling them, I really want you to get some help. I know that your life could be so much better if you just do this thing and just get into recovery. And they say, well, you don't understand. It's really hard for me. I am the way I am because my dad was an alcoholic. My mom was an alcoholic. I had this trauma when I was a child growing up. This bad thing happened to me when I was eight years old. This thing over here happened. I can't let them know at work what's going on because I'll lose my job because John, the manager, doesn't understand addiction and he's got it out for me anyway. And then you're over here co-signing that bullshit in some way, shape, or form. Either you're believing they're in the situation they're in because John's an asshole supervisor who you know, just has it out for your husband. And if he goes to treatment, he's going to lose his job. Or you're, you're, with, you're with your loved one blaming their mom or their dad for why they are the way they are. And this is an extremely dangerous place to be in because if you co-sign that bullshit, you are very easily going to co-sign the bullshit that you're the reason they drink too. So we've got to debunk the first one before we get to the second one. You feel me? Okay, so let's dive in. Here's what I know for sure about addiction. 
a lot of people blame genetics and heredity for addiction, right? Well, I inherited it. My grandpa was an alcoholic, so I'm an alcoholic. So it's not my fault. I'm an alcoholic. I, I got this way because I was born this way. Now, what we need, what we know for sure is that very few people are actually born addicted. And those are the children that go through withdrawal. Those are the kids that come out of the womb addicted. And because the mom used while they were, while they were, you know, forming in the womb. And so those people are definitely born addicted, but the rest of us, the rest of the 98% of the world or whatever that high number is, isn't born addicted. We train ourselves into addiction over time of habitual use. So the first thing you need to know is that genetics are not to blame for the addiction. I can have a propensity for diabetes, but I can still eat my way into it, okay? I can have a propensity to cope with a certain strategy, but I still behave my way into that coping mechanism. So I did do another video on the best explanation of addiction ever, and I'll, I need to do update it. It's a little old. My little baby's tiny in it when she comes in at the end of the video, but if you want to see that, that's here. You want to click into that and, and take a look at it, but look, let's stay with where we are. Two twin girls can grow up in a family of addiction. Oh, let's, let's say boys. Okay, so let's say it's your husband. We're dealing with your partner. Two boys can grow up in an alcoholic family. Dad is a raging alcoholic. Mom is very controlling. She's very abusive. She's very violent. They grow up in poverty. They have absolutely nothing. I mean, we, we talk about they have the worst of the worst horror stories of growing up. And these twins have the same exact experience, okay? Now, these twins have differing or shared genetics, depending upon whatever that is. But but the truth, they have a shared history of the same history together. They both get equal amounts of abuse and violence and what have you. They grow up. One little boy grows up into a man who becomes an alcoholic. He gets into relationships with that are that are destructive, that are that are not okay, that are hurtful and harmful. He he has no ability to take care of himself at all whatsoever. He starts jobs and he stops them. He doesn't see them through. He fears authority. He has issues following projects through, and he's in and out of recovery or just in and out of denial about his addiction. And over here, and when you you know, and over here you have the other brother. This is Tom and John. And John over here grows up and he becomes a non-drinker. He gets into relationships that are fulfilling and mutually beneficial and he's supportive and he knows how to provide and uh, provides a secure environment for himself. He's in touch with his thoughts and feelings and emotions and knows how to regulate those. And, and he is very successful in his life. And when you ask these two men, you say, hey, why did you turn out the way you turned out? They will give you the exact same answer. They will both say, it was the way I grew up. But one guy, this guy will say, well, because my dad was an alcoholic, I'm an, I'm an alcoholic. And because I never was modeled how to have a successful relationship, I don't have one. And because I wasn't really cared for as a kid, I don't know how to care for myself. So I drink. Okay, So I'm an alcoholic. That's why. And this guy over here will say, it was the way I grew up. And because my dad was an alcoholic, I never really had any stability. So I had to learn how to create stability. And I, I set about the idea of like learning how to create that environment. And my dad drank, so I don't drink because I, I didn't want to grow up like that. There's no way I was going to let that happen. And because, you know, I had this unstable relationship, my mom was really abusive. I decided that I was going to wait to be in a relationship until I knew how to do that. So I sought out co co coaching and counseling and I learned how to, so while 
Well, both of these people had the same amount of trauma. They had two coping mechanisms to their trauma. One is the addiction was their coping mechanism to trauma. And the other one was achievement and overcoming was their coping mechanism to trauma. And so, you know, 50% of the people who are addicted have addiction in their family dynamic and 50% don't. We all come to it the same way. Whether trauma, no trauma, addiction, it's a coping mechanism to life. Yes, we have no control over life. That is the one thing we can blame a lot. Life is difficult. The Buddhists believe life is suffering. When we embrace that, we don't suffer anymore, right? That we know we have no control over the outside forces, but what we do know and we assume as a human being is I have a hundred percent control and a responsibility to how I cope and react to the things in life. And that's where you can get on the bandwagon with your loved one. And you could say, yes, my love, I can see that while those things are true and those bad things happen to you and you have no control over that. Now you have control over how you heal and how you cope with those terrible things that happened to you. Now let's move on to when they blame you for using and use that same scenario. You're the wife or you're the husband and they say, you're the reason I drink. You drive me to drink. Anybody living with you would need to be high to handle all the bullshit you put them through. That might be true. That 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 might be true. You might be a difficult person to deal with, okay? You might be a little tough, all right? You might be like, have these high expectations and these standards and blah, you might be a controlling person. All of that could be true. And you could be triggering the person that you're living with and it is still their responsibility to come with how you act around them. Now, it's not your job to walk on eggshells to protect them so that they don't act, you know, recovery is, is like exposure therapy. You know, I mean, I'm going to deal with a difficult person. So I learn how to deal or avoid them until I have the skills long enough to know how to deal with them. But that's their job. People are going to be triggered up. People are going to have a really hard time in recovery and how they cope with what happens to them is the most important thing. It's not a blanket statement. I drink because if you're going to finish that, the blanket statement was I drink because that's the only coping mechanism I have. Well, great. That's more truthful. Not I drink because I'm an alcoholic. I drink because I grew up this way. I drink because no, I drink because my coping mechanism to the shit that happens to me in the world is I drink. Great. Now I can do something about that. Well, I'm like, shit, I wonder if there's something else I could do besides drink. Now, look, I, I'm not coming from a place of no compassion here. I have endless amounts of compassion for somebody in this situation. And I was in this situation myself. As I grew up in an alcoholic environment, an abusive environment, I had all the reasons in the world to binge drink myself. And when you ask me why I was so successful and so fucked up at the same time and why I vacillated between these two extremes, I would say it was the way I grew up because I didn't have this or because I didn't have that. And while all those terrible things were true, the truer statement was all these bad things happened and alcohol is the way I cope. That was the truth. And once I learned that I had choice over my coping mechanisms, that I could decide, even though I couldn't undo the trauma, I could decide how I reacted and responded to traumatic events and triggers of trauma and drinking didn't have to be the solution. I was free from my addiction. 12, 13 years sober later, I still get triggered up. My trauma still exists, but I have a different way that I handle it. I have a different way. So what's the most loving thing you can do? When your loved one attempts to blame you, I'll repeat it again, is to do what I just said to you. Yes, I can see how that's triggering. Yes, I can see how that would make you have a craving for alcohol. Yes, I can see how that would be, lead to things. And 
you are still 100% responsible for the coping mechanism that you use to those things and alcohol or drugs doesn't need to be one. Yes. Yes. Okay. I love you so much. If this has been helpful, please do us a huge favor and like the video or leave a comment because it helps us help more people. And also, if you want to share this, please, that would be great. Share it with somebody you know you can benefit from. I know this has been helpful for you. And here's what I know for sure. If you allow me to come alongside you on a deeper level in one of our programs or some of our resources that we have to offer you, we'll be able to make more transformation. We'll be able to change the way you're thinking about this so that you're not a prisoner in somebody else's internal war anymore, that you are free to think and feel in a new way that empowers you, that lifts you up and breaks you free from any codependent behaviors at all. I love you so much. Take excellent care. I'll see you really soon.